Salah. Mane, mane. Oh, Porto Formino. And we so coutinho. But that don't matter at all, actually, because we've got Salah. Aha, mane, mane, do 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 do. And Bobby Formino. So welcome to the LFC Tribe. Um, this is episode number two of our podcast on Liverpool Football Club. Um, we're going to be discussing transfers, January transfer window, um, our last six fixtures um, from Arsenal onwards, and today's match against Manchester City. And we'll also be reviewing the matches or previewing the matches coming up in the next few weeks so um, hope you enjoy so we'll just recap then on our last six results since our last podcast last podcast was in the build up to the Arsenal game so the Arsenal game finished three each um, I think the last podcast we were hyping over um, this could either be a, a win or a s- sort of slippy banana skin as such but um, finished three each I was a wee bit gutted we were winning um, quite comfortably and then, and then fell the pits yeah after half time I ended up turning the match off TV I just couldn't watch it anymore um, we actually ended up going down we were losing 3-2 yeah that was disappointing from looking so comfortable um, I basically I playing Arsenal and then the fortune changed and we're on the back foot and they were winning everything and it just we fell the pits and if it wasn't, well, there was a the Manuela blunder. But I know, I know, it was a disaster. But it's glad we scored. It was reasonably late on, wasn't it? Scored to make it yeah. three each. But um, as I said, we're just going to quickly go over these results because um, with the Christmas period and all, we bit uh, behind. So we're just going to quickly recap on them. Then hopefully from now on we'll we'll get it maybe weekly or at worst every two weeks. So. Um, after Arsenal, the 3-H, it was then home to Swansea, which was just... Demolition. Easy. 5-0 to Liverpool at home, Anfield. So, um, I think lots of people said that it was, yes, it was an easy game, and Liverpool had to win for the points, obviously, but they didn't have to win 5-0. I think the key part of that is that it was, there's 5-0, get the Arsenal result, which is a hard game, get it out of the way, get 5-0, get the confidence up. For the Christmas period, so yeah, that's all the Swansea game really was was a confidence booster. Um, I mean, there's no team in the Premier League that that are walkovers. Um, Swansea are just going through a hard time at the moment. They've recently just got a new manager, um, but that's they're fighting for relegation and just lucky we we hit form and tore them the bits. Yeah. Um, so after that easy win at Swansea well sorry at Anfield but against Swansea um, then we went another home match against Leicester we won 2-1 Mo Salah with both the goals yeah that was what I would consider an ugly win which we needed um, I mean you're not going to go out in all these games and win 3 or 4 nil. there is going to be games you're going to struggle um, when the luck's not there and with that I think that's an improvement this year or this season from us that we're actually getting those type of wins. 
yeah, it's um, it sounds really funny, but I'm actually glad that we got like a dirty win as such because there's too long that it's either like a three nil win, a four nil win, and if you don't get that, you're getting beat by a one nil or a a two one or something slimy. So that's I was glad to see us sort of really dig deep. Like what was it? The first it was the first minute or two Jamie Vardy scored and we're one nil down sort of off the the first whistle, which I just yeah. thought, oh, not again. But it's again, it's self mistakes of poor passes and loose passes that at sometimes you don't get punished but on that occasion would they get punished for it? Yep. Um so that's no, two back to back wins. Um then the away match. So in the last podcast we touched on this game as being if we were gonna lose a game. We were talking before the Arsenal so at that stage we didn't know the Arsenal score what it was gonna be. We were saying that we were actually more confident going into the Arsenal game than we were going into the Burnley away. But as it turns out, two one away to Burnley win. What a result! Like that's in my mind, that's what probably one of the best results of the Christmas period. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, Burnley have shown this season of a unit they are, and just how they play for the team. Um, and they've done it, I mean, they drew 2 all with United. Uh, that was on Boxing Day, I think. Like, they were 2 nil up against United, so a couple of days later we were pl- playing them after sort of taking United right to, to sort of stoppage time, so they were in good form, and uh, we've went and beat them 2-1 and they're at their home ground, so to me that was an excellent result. Um, so moving on then again, Everton, um, FA Cup fixture at home. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was written in the stars wasn't it well we're going to come back to the transfers so make sure you stay listening for uh, the next segment on the transfers but 2-1 win at home to Everton uh, Liverpool derby and we came out on top thanks to our, our new superstar yep what a, a name he's come to be and his first game he's starting to live up to the 75 million mm-hmm. yeah um, so uh, said we're just moving quickly through them then as we recorded this today we've, we're just after watching the Man City game so 4-3 win against Man City first defeat for Manchester City in this year's league absolutely incredible that's a result where it gains a lot of confidence and it actually shown that we can become we are competitive with the big teams. Um, I know we've just, we lost Coutinho, but are we able to score four goals? I mean, was he really missed that much? I mean, in a way, it's, did we become more of compact? Because instead of having four attackers, we're really only having three. I know, the fab four down to fab three now, but the, the only... Um, the only concern I had with that match was that Aguero header one. We were four one up, and it ended up coming four three, which is just typical Liverpool. But I'm hoping that there's a slight incline of me going. Well, Van Dijk was sitting in the stands due to a, a suspected injury, which, by the way, I think is fake. Why is um, that? I thought that Klopp was, for example, we go out there and get beat four 0 by City, and then everyone's like, "Oh, you're seventy five million pound defender conceded four. I think it was, he doesn't know everyone yet, he doesn't know the way we play. He had his day, he's, the fans have all seen him and they know what he's about, so let's just keep him for another day, I think that's what that was all about. I mean, you would even think, even if 
would you think your opinion he would even be on the bench he wouldn't be dropped know, completely out of the picture but then why would he be how could Klopp say listen we signed a 75 million pound player and we're going to put him on the bench today the fans would have tore him apart well, why Why would you pay 75 million for know, a player who wouldn't play him then Klopp's interviewing stuff he says oh if it was the last day of the season they would risk him and don't know, like we need we needed that three points today. Like that that shows us right up in the top four here, like so. Um anyway that that's um the results covered as such, but um next fixture is Swansea away in the league, which if you look back at the Christmas period, five nil at home, you're you're talking it either at least the same again, but then Swansea they've played you so they'll work out maybe a way to take you know cancel a goal or two out and plus you're away so I at a guess I'd say 3-0 Liverpool maybe a 4-1 or something like that yeah I've sort of edging on the way there could be a bit of an upset reason being we're coming off on a high of beating City on a a bit of a run here on beating and there's just there's always going to be an upset coming up and I think you just have one. to be Mr. Pessimistic, don't you? We're due one. That's, um, that's I'm not sure the actual number, but it's a substantial amount of games we were unbeaten. The last game we were beaten was Spurs at Wembley in the league. It was the last time we were beat, which is at a guess September October time. So that's incredible. Well, that's, if, for our standard, if of you cancel the draws, like, we're we're not far behind City at all. It's it's like we have only two losses in the league, which. I think United have three. City have won now after today, so we're only one defeat behind the leaders, but they might have like one or two draws and we have eight. You know, that, that's where yeah, we're slacking. Yeah, that lets us down. Yeah, big time. But but then you'd rather draw than get beat. Exactly, I think that's part of the attitude. <coughs> um, so we'll move on then to transfers. What way do you want to start? Virgil van Dijk? Um, yeah, if you want. Well, I think seventy-five million. Yes, it's a lot of money, but instantly paid back in one goal. <laughs> well, that's what die-hard supporters would say. But I say there's a lot of, um, I say chances he needs to to prove that, which he will without a doubt. I mean, even by looking on a piece of paper, you look at our centre backs, and he is by far a different class. Even though he came from a bit of a lower club than Liverpool, but. He just he looked like a complete <coughs> animal there against Everton. I thought like even the stature and the pitch was just oh, scary. He, he was a le- he was a leader. Um, you could see the organisation. There was a couple of times you seen him. He was he was looking carious to come out quicker, which you could see there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't. He nearly trusted him. He nearly trusted yeah. him just to come, and then he didn't. And then there was that way, but the instantly that 75 million pound where I was thinking it was too much instantly was reduced considerably when the tunnel cam coming out before the Everton match see him lined up in the jacket and all um, ready to walk out onto the pitch walking out through the the tunnel as such mm-hmm. and he puts his hand up and slaps this is Anfield sign on his debut and I was sitting watching TV going yes he is he is the player we need someone with that passion he's got the physique he's got Hopefully everything. Then he went and scored, and it was just tick, tick, tick. It was a complete package. He has got everything, but I was disappointed today when he didn't play against uh, Man City. But um, 
I will you, look. You know, Klopp, Klopp's the patient type. He's gonna he's gonna wait until oh, everyone's yeah. right, and he's not scared to rotate. You've seen that with a Fab Four or such. But then I think, as some say, last season our players were burnt out. This time last season, and now there's just there's still a fresh pair of legs. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Van Dijk is a complete success. <laughs> so far. after one game. Um, what about Coutinho? Coutinho's now transferred. Now, the transfer's complete to Barcelona, so what's your thoughts um, on that? At first, I was gutted, but at the end of the day, when I look back on it, I, he's given us five great years. Could we ask any more of him? He's it's five years. Like, What's what's a footballer's career? Exactly. He's, like, he's given a big portion of it. Um. I hope he does well at Barcelona. Um, he's. I do. I don't like the manner he done it in, but at the end of the day, what can you do? Why would you want a player that doesn't want to play for you? There was talk, um, in the summer of him faking an injury to get out of, um, Liverpool. So, this time it looked like he was going to try and do the same thing. All of a sudden he was left out of the match day squad due to an injury and. Um, I thought, oh, flip me, he's trying to you know, bend Liverpool's arm. And if he did get out of Liverpool that way, then the next time, because Liverpool might come up against Barcelona in the Champions League. or Oh, I hope they do. You know, like, I hope he, they do. There is a fair chance he could be back. And you well, seen, sure, he's cup-tied. I know that, but I'm talking in the years to come. But you've seen, for the best example ever today, Raheem Sterling back at Anfield, every single crowd or every single person in the crowd up every time he's tackled he made a dive in the box the fans are booing hissing everything uh, Andy Robertson uh, hit him over the corner flag yeah and the fans all were up yes 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 like you would like to think if Coutinho left in the right way that the fans Liverpool fans are like they're, they appreciate a good footballer and look at Suarez anytime Suarez comes back at Christmas time and um, he's been back a couple of times with his family I, and his kids. And that time of Gerrard's foundation yeah. match, he's, he he's played, played even Torres. He's always well, recept- you know, he gets a good reception. So you would like to think that um, Coutinho would get that too for his playing ability, but I would have hate to have seen him screw that up just to fake an injury to get out. But with Klopp's interview and stuff, he seems to have come out and said, listen, there was no other Option. possibility of us keeping him. Plus, like as we were recording this, um, the Barcelona match is on live, so Coutinho isn't playing because um, he's got a, a suspected three or four week injury, I think. Um, so that was picked up during his medical. So that would go on to say that the injury um, was actually true and it, it was a thing. So I suppose you just have to believe it and get on with Barcelona were getting beat, but they're they're now three two up with ten minutes or so to go. But we'll we'll stick to Liverpool. By all means. I do not <coughs> think Coutinho was worth a hundred and forty-six no. million. Not a chance. He's not. He's not worth that to someone like as a footballer. But then when you see what he gave you, you know, like you have to remember too, the money in modern day football is it's shocking. Like, so like when but you see, put it, when you put it in that context, you can say right. Well, who who else are you gonna buy that's that good for any less? You're not like sure. Even when we were talking, we're gonna move on here to replacements in a minute. But like, who do you get for? Who do you get a player? That can do that, score that many goals, and be that good in the Premier League for less than a hundred million. There's not very many of them. Like you see, the problem is Liverpool have got this 146 million, and now a player that's worth 
30 million is now worth 60 million yeah definitely and people saying you've got that money there we want to make the most we, we actually said that in uh, the first podcast there um, at Christmas time we were talking and, and our view on it was we don't want Coutinho to go but if he goes get who you need to get in first and then let him go which would in a way that happened Van Dijk came in 75 million and less than a week later Coutinho's gone so yeah. it might be that Coutinho's or sorry Virgil Van Dijk was the only bit of transfer business we were looking to do over the summer or over the January transfer window which and just leave a, a so-called Coutinho replacement for, for summer, but time will tell. We're, yeah. what, the 14th of January now, so we're... Yeah, halfway through. We're there or thereabouts, halfway through, so... Just have to wait and see, but in terms of a Coutinho replacement, who's the who's the names on the hot list, or do we even need to replace them? I think, personally, <coughs> um, I think you should maybe go for a squad player. Um, We've already enough of them. <laughs> Well, what I'm saying, you look at attacking. I mean, who's realistically who's able to replace Salah? You know, for rotation, Mane and Firmino. I mean, Solanke for Firmino. I mean, who who have you got left wing, right wing? Lallana maybe or the Ox maybe playing there. Yeah, true. Well, um, we bit of a hot list here that ones we were linked with. Obviously, Kiera's coming in in the summer. But there was talk of him for an extra 12 or 13 million that we were going to get him this month, which originally when I heard it, I didn't agree with. I didn't want that. One, he's not a continual replacement for creating chances and scoring goals, but um, maybe if you would have lost Chan in the um, in the winter transfer window, I would have said it. But uh, So you've got Keita, Goretzka, which I think is your favourite. I, if Chan goes, or no, I would let Chan go if we get Goretzka. But it seems that Bayern Munich are, are they seem to be in and around him, so it'll be hard to, let's say, snap him up. Yeah. Um. So, Kira Goretzka, Lamar was really heavily linked. Lamar and Mares. So, at at one point I thought both of them were coming. Um. They have been really heavily linked over the the early part of January. So. I don't rate Mares. I think he's he's not a Liverpool player. I think his suitable club would be Arsenal. Um, but there's reports about Aubameyang apparently going to go to Arsenal here for sixty million euros. Which I, I would have took Aubameyang, but you would replace him for Firmino. I would have taken Aubameyang too, but my thing with Aubameyang is that I actually wasn't aware of how old he actually is he's coming up on 30 like so aye 29-30 what's the point in saying in my mind what's the point in saying the striker that yes he's probably in his prime but That's he's going to start to go down you know like he's Sanchez is 29 and I don't yes, think it's he's going on a free but his wage is I don't think phenomenal. it's the club signing you know someone that you can't really make better you you're already got the best and it's only going to go downhill so that'd be my view and and Mares as well. I think Mares isn't. He doesn't have the work rate for Liverpool. No, for, he's or for Klopp, sort of. Um, for his playing style, but. Uh, other clubs transfer business there. You touched like our rivals. You touched on Sanchez. Apparently, it's now linked that originally it was City, but now yeah. it's it's, it's looking more like United at the minute. I think it's an absolute joke. If, they let if Arsenal let. Um, Sanchez go to United just they're the biggest like, that's one of the Arsenal's biggest rivals um, they've done it with Van Persie 
and look what happened. Van Persie Tore basically up. won United yeah. that league. The league. Well, my view on it is City are by far the best team in the league. Um, maybe we made a bit of a difference in that today, but um, in terms of a squad, in terms of what players they've got, they're the best team. Um, my view is that if you add Sanchez, you're only adding another quality player. You're not like you're not going to change if City win the league or don't win the league by putting Sanchez on it. My view is Sanchez would change United though. If he signed for United, there's a chance that next year, you know what, United could go toe to toe with us or City. Or whereas if if United don't get a player like that, then I don't see them challenging. But that, that's a scary bit. I would prefer him to go to City and just be another world-class player that they've got and go to United and actually make a considerable change. And them, like They haven't really pressed for a title in a good few years, so I always fear that one signing like that is enough for them to get... Because they have the good, they've a good building block to go on. They've De Gea and stuff, which is we've yeah, talked about before, is points added per season. Like If they keep... The first of all, you need to keep your big players, which we struggle to do. Obviously, I mean, United by luck they kept De Gea with what was that fax machine or something stupid. Um, and there, look at De Gea, I would say, in my opinion, is the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't think Lukaku has lived up to his price tag, neither has Morata for Chelsea. No, um, I honestly think. City have done the best summer um, transfer business, especially Ederson. I know his performance today was a bit iffy, but overall he stepped up when he's needed to. Um, and that's who we need. We need a goalkeeper, and that's final. <laughs> well, touching on your goalkeeper situation, what do you think about? Um, we have a few names listed down here. You have Allison, who's the Roma goalkeeper. Um, you have Jack Butland. And O'Black from Atletico Madrid. I mean, the ob- <coughs> obvious one you would want there is obviously O'Black. Um, yeah, he's the world-class one of them, like, isn't he? Would, would you leave Atletico Madrid, sunny Spain, to come to a rainy England where it's cold? Um, would you say it would be a downgrade to Liverpool no, from Atletico? Saying that, there's, there's players too, like, the, like for example Mo Salah left Italy Sonny Italy to, to come to England and there's players that it depends on the player type but there's players that want that like walking out at Anfield for some players is the pinnacle like you've seen Coutinho it was his dream to play for Barcelona there's some people some players that like no like none of us none of, none of us fans know what their real desire is I hope one day I can go and play for this I hope you know maybe Atletico Madrid isn't his Sonny Spain as we were saying you know Maybe walking out in yeah. front of a roaring crowd and fans that really get behind you. I'm not saying Atletico don't do that, but in my mind, Liverpool, the whole club, and there's such a history in the whole fan base, and there's a lot more at Liverpool, I'd say, and, and the chance of playing in the Premier League too. But you know, I would, Alisson, at the minute, he's keeping Ederson out of Brazil's number one spot. So, I mean, personally, I haven't seen him much how he plays, but. From what I say in social media, he seems a good solid keeper. Well, my view on the goalkeeper situation is that we've taken risks before on goalkeepers. We've never, we've always had the striker. We've always had, we've went out and grabbed Mo Salah. We've now added a world class defender. So we're not scared to go out and buy the best in the world 
at certain positions. You know, we've went out and got the likes of Torres and Suarez, and we've had all these amazing players. Coutinho, Gerrard, I know it necessarily didn't buy him, but we've had all these world-class players in all different positions. I think it's about time that you forget price tags, you forget all that. With 140-odd million in the bank, plus whatever the club has spur, just go out and don't take a chance or a risk with, oh, he might be good, he is. If it costs... 70 or 80 million to get your guy all black and someone that wants to play or you know what I mean someone that you know is going to be world class someone that we're not taking a risk on and hope is going to get better because he's young someone that is good and someone that is going to make a difference I think that's what Liverpool need to do I think it's FSG's philosophy is you buy a player who promises a lot and are buy cheap sell high prime example <coughs> Coutinho 8 million and you're <coughs> 146 yeah it's a no brainer at the end of the day it is business it's all about making money at the end of the day um, we need I totally agree with you we'll have to go out and we'll have to spend I mean does he stick with Mignolet and Carius till the end of the season and then look in the summer uh, does he do another rebuild yeah I, I don't think there'll be much goalkeeper action here in uh, January unless one of them goes but they're not good enough that they're not drawn in rumours oh Carius no. is going here Mignolet's rumoured to go here they don't think any club in the world wants them they're, they're just rejects but <laughs> um, so we'll look ahead anyway to the, the two matches coming up Swansea away we've discussed and then with West Brom at home in the FA Cup which obviously is moving on th- from the next round of when we knocked Everton out there the previous round with Virgil van van Dijk's header so I think Swansea I know I says an upset but you'd like to think there's another three points um, I think this season we do need to win silverware yeah and I think we do have a good chance in the Champions League if I'm being realistic I think our counter-attacking is just phenomenal and would destroy any team, whether it be Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus. I, I have to agree. Like we've While we've been recording this, um, Barcelona have been playing Real Sociedad there. They've just, the final whistles just went 4-2. But they've conceded two goals to Real Sociedad and they were 2-0 down. Per goals. Like I would like to think that we would tear that Real Sociedad team apart you know, that's a mid. They would struggle to finish mid table in England. So I'm thinking there that Barcelona conceding two to them. I would, I would be very, very confident on Liverpool doing a job on Barcelona or teams like that. And there's certain ones like the only ones I would fear would be the likes of Juve or Bayern Munich. Someone that comes and have really big players. You know, like you look at that Bayern Munich team and they're all, they're all giants. They're all they bring a physical presence, which I think. With our set pieces and stuff, yes, Van Dijk's gonna help out. He's a monster, but that's one player, and they have some of them teams have a, a team full of monsters, which would be my fear. But fair enough, Barcelona can turn magic on at any stage. But I would like to think that we would at least give them a very, very good game. So you seen the magic of two thousand and five? So what's stopping us? I know. Let's fucking pray for another one. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I'm just gonna drop in. The fact that um, our Twitter at the moment has been going off, it's uh, 
really starting to pick up a wee bit of traction from the, the first podcast. So um would encourage you all to go over and drop a follow. We've put up a, a video that we're going to discuss in a minute, which is going viral over the internet. But um, we've currently got about 30 or 40 new followers this week from um, from our first podcast. So make sure you go over um, and start tweeting us. We're also going to start a Q&A section. Um, in the yeah. podcast, so you tweet us any question, um, and we'll answer it, and we'll also give you a shout-out, so, um, works for both, plus, obviously, you'll get your answer of your desired question from the boys here at the LFC tribe, so, that, um, on our Instagram as well, go over and follow us on it, Jordan's looking after it, we're, we're kicking off rightly, we're pulling we're the followers and yeah. stuff. Um, and the likes and again our YouTube channel as well you might well be listening to this podcast on YouTube um, but we've also started picking up a decent bit of traction in there obviously we're we're a startup um, podcast so slow at the start but really appreciate all likes follows shares whatever you can do for us um, tell your friends about us so um, again just any questions or queries just don't be afraid to tweet us or comment on YouTube um, this week also our podcast was verified on iTunes so you can now go on to iTunes and uh, download the podcast or listen um, so yeah but encourage you all to pass this on to all your Liverpool friends and um, and we'll go from there so yeah thanks for all the, the media attention in the last couple of weeks um, we're hoping to this has been the first podcast in a few weeks so we're hoping to make it a more regular occurrence so we don't have to go over so many um, so many games at once and that we can review them in a wee bit more detail. So in depth. This episode, um, don't be taking it as a precedent that it's going to happen every single week like this. This isn't the usual format. This is a, um, a sort of catch-up episode that um, with six games are to discuss scores so we obviously weren't going to break it down. We want to keep it within a reasonable length. We don't want you sitting for half a day listening to a podcast so um stay tuned to your twitter and uh you'll gotta turn the notifications on and we'll tweet whenever the um the new podcast is out and hopefully we'll make that a, a regular occurrence um definitely gonna try and record it on a sunday whether that it comes out on a sunday night or the monday or whenever but we'll try and get it weekly for you to to make it easier to stay in touch so uh is there anything else you want to say no just Hopefully we'll, we'll do it once a week and hopefully the next one will be the build up to Swansea. Yep. So again the Swansea game here next week, Premier League, so I think every Liverpool fan will be expecting three points out of that, but um again the they're the slip ups when you expect to go out and win. That that's when you slip up, so um we're going to be praying for three points there and we'll review the West Brom game because it's more likely going to be a midweek fixture for the FA Cup. Um, it'll yeah. either be that or the, the following weekend. But then uh, after that, it will be coming in the Champions League and stuff again. And hopefully yeah, we'll in February and then international yeah. breaks and all the injuries come in. Yeah, so the next, uh, the next podcast will actually be quite interesting because we'll have another week passed and we'll have a few more transfers hopefully to, yeah. to discuss either confirmed ones or transfer rumours so um, we'll go ahead and we'll finish up this has been episode 2 of the LFC um, tribe so it's been me James and Jordan today so 
Uh, remember to follow us and like us and all our social media. And uh, thanks for listening. Salah. Money, money. What Porto for me, no? And we so Coutinho. But that don't matter at all, actually, because we've got Salah. Aha, money, money, do 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 And Bobby Formino But we stole Coutinho